Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Today we are back at it again with our last installment of fear with a specific category of fear throughout history and in pop culture. Yes. So historically, what's going on with fear Mm -hmm. and how is it affecting our culture? We could talk about it in animals, but I didn't do the research. Uh, you know, it's basically the same sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, we don't have uh, feedback, so we'll just jump right into our specific topics. So, I was addressing fear historically. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. There is. Fear and things that create fear and things we're afraid of. is mm-hmm. It's... It's part of culture, and that goes back all throughout history. It's been a driving force of our species for forever. Yeah. And pretty much every species, right? Yeah. So I made sort of a timeline, and these things aren't necessarily in order because they're very broad topics, but kind of vaguely you can take them in order. So prepare to be wowed. I did pass anthropology (laughs) in college. I don't think I ever took anthropology. (laughs) Look at you. Yeah. So cavemen and women cave people cave dwellers yes um we obviously have the initial fears of something is hunting us or we're in danger of a thing and we have that fight or flight response um and that kind of roots back to you know our animalistic instincts we okay, have to be afraid. Zootopia. <laughs> well, we have to be afraid of things to stay alive. Yeah, that's why we all have generally have the same like yeah fear response to a spider or a snake or something because it's the ah that thing could hurt me or kill me. Yeah, ah. advantageous reaction that's not really part of your conscious mind. So any sort of like I think really basic primal fear response to like a monster or a boogeyman or like you know a big wolf or bear or something chasing you that is like that goes right back to that <laughs> that's very a core primal. fear for yeah yeah other, for living things for things that could be prey <laughs> yeah that's from like thousands of lifetimes back so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a response to any sort of threat of attack, foreign or domestic. <laughs> yeah. So you can get attacked by people in your home or people from outside of your home. Um, so next in the line of fears is uh, as we're evolving and growing apart as different cultures, hearing different languages, being like, I don't know what those people are talking about. Are they going to you know, plan something against me. So like a fear of others and that kind of starts a whole idea of otherness. Mm -hmm. And otherness and like hating people you don't understand, it stems from fear because you don't understand. Exactly. Overly cautious and you're like, these things are new to me. They are dangerous. If you guys have ever watched uh, Meet the Croods, that's Mm -hmm. the whole plot line. I love that movie. It's so cute. I don't think I saw that one. I want to watch the second one because the first one was so good and it was like, be afraid of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Or like Zootopia, be afraid of the predators because we're, you know, prey. Yeah. But actually. But actually. IRL. (laughs) Prey and predators. It does have an effect on us and it's where we're from. Mm -hmm. So having that fear of attack 
or of being attacked by others, which like not always an illegitimate fear, especially historically. There's a lot of war and, you know, grabs for power, rape and pillage, Mm -hmm. the village. Yeah, so... I don't know. On the one hand, you could say it's unwarranted, but on the other hand, we made it warranted. So, yeah. So people, I mean, historically have been pretty violent toward each other. So we do have reason to be suspicious. Yeah, I feel like violence was definitely the way for most of the time. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in the animal kingdom, that's how you get on top is you got to be the biggest or the strongest or have the best adaptations. And yeah, you know. And I mean, history's been brutal, and we're here now. We're not, you know, in a war-torn yeah. country, but just, those still exist. Yeah. That's still a thing. So, whew, privilege. <laughs> okay. Um, so then the next thing that comes along in our things to be afraid of is we have religion and all these different religions and that, that, that religions and ideas we have all these different religions and ideas that uh result in oftentimes a fear of god or of hell or of punishment Mm -hmm. so or if you go back to like pagan different pagan beliefs you know a fear of mother nature Mm -hmm. or a fear of doing things the wrong way or displeasing yeah angering the gods or you know throwing off some divine balance or Mm -hmm. something yeah you know fucking up yeah basically (laughs) in general doing the wrong thing and then having the ultimate consequences for it yeah so having some sort of moral consequence to things you're doing or things that people around you are doing Mm -hmm. but it's not the moral consequences of man no no it's it's worse so much worse (laughs) and that also led to you know like the salem witch trials and similar things going on in europe And so some could say a war on women. (laughs) So anyway, fear leads to all sorts of bad things. Yeah. Mob mentalities and yeah, it feeds into literally and yeah. Yeah. So fear makes people dumb. It's a Mm -hmm. known fact that what's, what's the quote? Um, a person is smart, but people are dumb, or something like that. Whatever, I'm misquoting some oh. whatever famous quote from that movie. I haven't heard that one. I do have one from Martin Luther King Jr. coming up. Do tell. Okay, um, well, so anyway, we've tied fear into the patriarchy <laughs> all the way. It goes to the top. Um, also, historically, power struggles and genocide the Holocaust, the KKK. <laughs> there is so much fear-mongering, especially yeah, like racist people. The way like, they're going to rape your women and all that like bullshit. It is a like, lot of fear. Fear controls people more than... Fear is how more you than, make dumb people do what you want. Yeah, fear is the ultimate control of people. It, yeah. It really does, like, in your brain, it messes up your thought processes. Yeah. So... Yeah, all of that. Holocaust, KKK, mm-hmm. Jim Crow laws, racism. Make people afraid and then use mm-hmm. that fear to turn turn it into anger for whatever you need it to be for. Yeah, that's what Hitler did. That's what Trump did. 
Uh, but Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., said hate is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And then also, historically, if you're talking about things to be afraid of, and this is just throughout history, we've had the fear of disease. Who can relate? <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those, I don't know. It's so interesting to me because we had this innate fear of snakes and spiders and bears. Uh-huh. And it's like, but... Monsters and bad things. But the innate fear of, like... Disgusting that you can't see. There was well, I don't know. It just seems like that. I guess instead of it being fear, the disgust of rotten food, the disgust of pooping where you eat, the disgust of being a disgusting, unhygienic person. Yeah, would it took hundreds of years to catch hold that you should, you know, wash your hands and brush your teeth and all that. And it's just interesting to me because. But, like, the smells thing. I don't know. I remember as a kid asking my dad, like, why is the dumpster so stinky? Why is it so bad? Mm-hmm. It was like, because we've evolved to not want to be around that. Yeah. Because that's where all the disease and germs are. Yeah. And rot. Ugh. So it's like, eventually, I feel like we got there. But for so long, like, people were, like, dumping all sorts of shit in rivers. And, you know, yeah, that was where you were. their, and I, like, I speak chamber it, pots out into I the I speak street. of it like it's the past. But apparently, this is still a big problem in a lot of countries. And uh, India and the caste yeah. system and all that. And, and not having clean water in yeah, a lot of places. And things like that. Yeah. Where... Access to hygiene and... Yeah, so... Everyone else knows to have a fear of that because it's, you yeah. know, a super spreading thing to have I unhygienic mean, conditions. I think it is, but it's also just a luxury and what you grow up with. Like, if you grew up with that as your normal, you're not going to be like, oh, you guys, but do we have to dump the shit out into the street today? Yeah. Like, ooh. Like, I think everyone knows it's, like, unpleasant and you don't like it or want to be, like, in it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, like, having the luxury to be, like, that's not. It just seems like it got out of hand in in cities, you know, whenever big cities were first being made hundreds of years ago. And before they ended up making any sort of plumbing or, you know, all that sort of stuff. It Mm. just... It's interesting to me because, yeah, they were like, oh, gross, but they weren't, like, scared of it the way they should have been, the way nature intended for us to be scared of those gross things. Well, and you do have to think about, like, typhoid Mary and, like, early spreaders of disease when we first started knowing, like, these little germs are making us sick and these things you can't see are making us sick. And you had to convince people... Mm-hmm. That, yes, it is actually important to, like, wash your hands and do those things if you're going to touch people's food or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I... Interesting how fear and disgust are connected. They are definitely connected. And I guess... I don't know. A lot of these fear things, I can say... No... I basically drew from the war and the racism and the patriarchy that fear has led to every bad thing in our world, the end. <laughs> That's your Becca quote? Yes. 
But, I mean, if we're disgusted and wanting, like, cleaner water systems and that type of thing, that's leading towards something good. So maybe, like, if well, something being lead- in a bad situation yes. and wanting to change it, I fear guess. Fear has consequences. They can be good or bad. Yeah. Because, you know, fear of death leads us to yeah. want to improve medicine and try and figure out what makes people live longer and all sorts of stuff like that. So True. True. Fear inspires change. It's just a matter of, is it going to be positive or negative for humanity? (laughs) You know, we should be very afraid of what we're doing to the planet, and it could cause some amazing change. Yeah. But is it going to? Is it going to happen fast enough? Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, fear. Fear is there for a reason. Yeah. It is, and maybe it's, you know... I don't know if fear can be your only motivator for things, though, because if if all you're feeling about, like, the planet is fear, mm-hmm. and, like, it, I'm it so has scared to be that it's going to... Yeah, it yeah. be... Yeah, it can be paralyzing. You have to also be, like, motivated to do something or hopeful that something can be done or, yeah, able to take something from that fear. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I guess that applies to these two. Like, I'm scared of racism. I'm scared of people just being racist out in the daylight. <laughs> like, that's okay. So, I don't know. I like to think that means if I witnessed something or, you know, was able to do something in some instance, call for help. I don't know. You'd be able to? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Be an ally. Hopefully. Any more historical facts on fear? Um, that's pretty much it for my fear timeline. So, yeah, basically just all the bad things that have happened historically have at least partially been rooted in fear and, you know, greed and wanting more for yourself so you don't have to fear for having too little. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I'd say I'd say that's a pretty good summation. All right, I found a super interesting like um, flowchart about Ooh, fear, flow and chart. let me go through it. It starts off with your socialization in families, churches, schools, your economic and political mm-hmm. organizations, mm-hmm. and then it can go into a few different ways. It can go into your beliefs and values, all of that, or it can go into fear conditioning. Okay. That makes me think of cults, right? Fear conditioning. Well, yeah, I guess. But, like, aren't the early ones also fear conditioning? Like, when your families and schools and whatever tell you what to be afraid of? Like, what's the difference between that and the fear conditioning? That is true. Maybe, I mean, very young children don't know to be afraid of fire. So you do have to fear condition them into not playing with fire or or don't, like, walk out into the street or... No, that's true. I I definitely just earlier today, I I read the Wikipedia article for Carpal Tunnel to (laughs) the girl I'm working with so that she would hold her pencil correctly. Because, guys, she's holding it all wrong. Fear conditioning, the claw. Yeah. And I'm just like, you are going to wreck your hands if you try and write like that all the time. Yeah. So it's true. Fear conditioning. Hopefully that evolves into your beliefs and values, though. You know, the belief that fire is hot as opposed to being afraid that the fire is hot. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, this is a flow chart I found on the internet. So let's... What's next? What's next is that can lead to 
imagined future event. Okay. So if you're going from fear conditioning to an imagined future event, so like you something go to, to be anxious about, like yeah, if you're imagining something that could yeah, happen. that goes to immediate fear. Okay. But if you have beliefs and values, you can go from an imagine an imagined future event to cognition, thinking through it, and based on your mood or your you know perceived probability or whatever uh-huh. it can lead to other things or it can lead to fear so i guess it's just a few more avenues you have to take to get to fear well yes to get to fear or to get to not fear okay but i don't know i i feel like it's trying to say if you've been conditioned by fear your mood that day isn't going to have that much of an effect or your i don't know is that like your logic is maybe not going to have as much of an effect when okay. you think through it logically? So that's like if you're already in a fearful state, or you've been through like a traumatic event, maybe you have some a fear traumatic stress. Yeah, you have a fear conditioning where yeah. it's harder for you to loop away from the fear, and it's just okay. So yeah, you're like conditioned, and you're in a mood or a place that day that's more conditioned to be fearful or not. Yeah. Okay. So, on to, um, there's been so many studies about what people are afraid of Mm -hmm. and what people are afraid of now based on, like, the media and entertainment, you know. Right. The news cycle, the 24-hour news cycle. The 24-hour news cycle, which is a fear culture or a culture of fear. We'll get to that. But it also has to do with other things in media, like, whenever it came out, they did more surveys about how many adults are afraid of clowns. You and know? then all those clowns were coming out of the woods at people. That <laughs> yeah. was briefly a trend. So this one's interesting. This one was um, about the modern fears of modern mm-hmm. society. So this is what they had to say. This is from uh, bhf.org.uk. So this is in the UK, not America. Okay. It said... A fifth of people admitted they would rather be locked in a room full of creepy crawlies for an hour than have no likes on their social media posts for an entire year. Oh. That one's (laughs) extremely specific, but it is specific based on what we think people are afraid of in this day and age. I feel like that's sad. Despite spiders being the nation's biggest fear, around half, 45%, revealed they would still rather hold a spider for an hour than have no Wi-Fi for a month. Hold one spider for one hour? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can manage one spider. Yeah. So, but to but be it, in a room of them. Ugh. But it's interesting because, you know, it's the the, the UK, now. it's the, <laughs> it's their biggest fear, which I think spiders still are people's biggest. generally biggest fear. Yeah. Um, scared of bees and wasps, confined spaces, just as many people fear their phone running out of battery or missing a flight. Missing a flight is very stressful. Yeah, missing a flight is very stressful. <laughs> um, I don't like my phone running out of battery, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, fearful about it. I don't know. It depends if I have to work. Like, I went out of my way to go and buy a wireless charger for work because I had to have my phone and I had to go to a place and have my phone to scan a receipt. Well, this says right here, it also seems women are more likely to be affected by modern fears. Women are oh. twice as likely as men to be fearful of their phone running out of battery. I just don't want to fail anyone. Yeah. Or sending a text to the wrong person. Oh, no. That's awful. Have you... We've all done that. Yeah. (sighs) 
So, and then it went on to say, 70% of people want to overcome their fears, uh-huh. yada, yada, yada. But I just thought that was interesting that, hmm. you know, as technology, as society, as our world changes, you know, there's new things to fear that we did not have to fear before. Yeah. And then there's old fears that maybe we don't have to fear as more. It's always ever changing. And new cycle covers it, I'm sure, at some point in time. <laughs> um, so as I think about fear, I think back historically to, like you were saying, the monsters and the boogeymen and mm-hmm. the, the things that we were afraid of. We were afraid werewolves. of. Yeah, werewolves and vampires and mm-hmm. things that would come and get us in the night or steal our children. Right. And I think that's interesting because that has a lot to do with storytelling as part of culture. Uh-huh. And different cultures fear different things. So... Uh, I don't think I saved the article, but it went in depth into how... You could have sea monsters. Yeah, specific cultures have their own specific monsters, of course. And then other things they fear more based on religion, like Mm -hmm. different religions have different deities, and so you might fear one animal over another or revere one animal over another. Mm -hmm. And so that would impact the way you live your life. And the stories you tell and what your afterlife may or may not look like. Right. And I also thought about fear has been a pastime for a long time. Fear as entertainment is like... Newer? Oh, no. I was going to say it's, it's always been like that. Oh. Sitting around and telling scary stories. True. Like... True. Yeah. Humans are storytellers and we always have been and... For as long as we've been social, at least. Yeah, for as long as we've been social, we've been being like, oh, you know what happened to me? (laughs) I nearly died. Here's what happened. Yeah. Drawing the picture on the cave wall of your fucking hunt to the giant mammoth that you had to fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's always been a a form of entertainment. And especially whenever I think about the especially Uski times, Mm -hmm. Um, in the Victorian era, the occult was like hot. Yeah. (laughs) It was so hot. Everybody, um, Queen Victoria was all about like mediums and talking to the dead and (laughs) like all that sort of stuff was like really big. And (laughs) that's what they used to do. They were very macabre (laughs) and they liked taking pictures of dead people and they liked having picnics on graves and (laughs) they liked trying to talk to all the dead people and they would uh-huh. keep their hair and make art out of it and around that time you also have um all of the books coming out that were like horrors and thrillers whereas they generally weren't before um and the books of olden times definitely reflected um like all of the fears so instead of it being the news and the movies it was the books back in the day yeah um they were saying another article from document journal was talking about how science fiction has always been super closely related to fear and whatever cultural fear or whatever disaster war is going on at the time Mm -hmm. so one example was um the relationship between apocalyptic anxieties and the politics of the time. So, like, during colonialism, people, like, people were all about colonialism there for a while, but Uh then people started to think, what if it happened to us? You have War of the Worlds, 
Um, and that was like, oh no, we could get invaded and have our entire lives taken away from us. Oh, oh no. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> That's just something this article is saying. They also said the Terminator is sort of akin tied to the Cold War because we feared a nuclear yeah. holocaust. And today they're talking about Black Mirror, Westworld. Um, oh, yeah. We, well, the whole nuclear holocaust and the Cold War and the we were so afraid. Yeah. And having to do the duck and cover drills, mm-hmm. etc. Like it's we're in the horror that we're making for ourselves right yeah. now. So Black Mirror and Westworld, it's like it's like tweaked. Yeah, it's not so far off. Like it's, I don't know. They they play it off like this is what is going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, and it's freaking people out. Definitely freaks me out. I can't watch Black Mirror very much because it's just too much. It, it ups, it's upsetting. It is a lot. Which it's it supposed to be. <laughs> but yeah. Too real. Too realistic. Mm-hmm. And this article also has a really good quote. In this world, humanity does not look ahead to futuristic destruction, but instead it looks back nervously over its shoulder at the past, coming up relentlessly from behind. Oh. So. So that's like things coming back from our past to haunt us. Yeah. Like the colonialism and like. We did all these horrible things and it was great, but what if someone did it to us? Oh, no. Uh Or I I guess it could be kind of like Black Mirror. Like, we already have our phones tied to us all the time and we already do all these things. And it's like, uh uh-oh, but what if? Yeah. What if our social media is our entire social structure? Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of starting to happen in some places. Yeah. Yeah. So you can definitely get a lot of power through social media and... But yeah, so fear, fear and the media. Mm-hmm. And the media likes to reflect our fears back at us because it's most effective, you know, at that point in time. Right. Because if it gets you thinking about current events, just like whenever the pandemic happened and that um, contagion was number one on Netflix. Oh my gosh. Immediately. The whole time, though, I could not like play the pandemic game or Mm -hmm. I did not want to watch Contagion. I was like, there's enough of that in the real life. Mm -hmm. I don't like when it's so blatant that it's like, you know, this is obviously popular right now because this is going on. Mm -hmm. So I watched Tiger King. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, What else? Then you have the other kind of fear. There's the fear of things happening and then there's fear that people seek. Like, I 100%... I like the adrenaline rush. Yeah, adrenaline junkies and people who have adrenaline-seeking behavior, who love uh-huh. roller coasters. Or so risk-seeking behavior. Risk-seeking behavior because you crave the physical hormonal interaction in your brain that causes yeah. the heart racing and causes the numbness or tingling in your limbs and all that sort of stuff. Make you feel alive, Yeah, man. make you feel alive. <laughs> um... So there's those. What else do people do? I would say haunted houses and Halloween uh, is a long... Haunted houses are so scary. <laughs> along a similar vein because yeah. I love Halloween. I love creepy, spooky things. And I like watching gory horror movies that are scary. I like... I enjoy being scared for... Do you like feeling like you're in danger? It Well, scary movies don't make me feel like I'm in danger. But do haunted houses... I haven't been in a haunted house in a while. The last time I went... Um, when we were babies or since then? I've gone since then, and I don't think I was as scared. I was definitely more scared 
the first time we went because I was like 14 yeah. or 15 and doing anything that young is scary because you've never had any experiences like that at all. No, it was so scary. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Times. I could try another. Yeah, try another. It'd be more fun. I'd feel better knowing if they had to be like six feet away from me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they're not allowed to touch, touch you. You kept, you kept going, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. They're not allowed to touch you. Well, they'll get right up on you. Right in your face. Um, and then... Follow you around with a chainsaw. So, they were saying that, like, with the thrill-seeking behavior, you can also get a sense of, like, resolution with that. Same thing with horror movies, Uh, sometimes. Yeah. You can go through the whole fear cycle and then calm yourself down. Yeah. It's like, oh, a bad thing's happening. I'm in distress. Oh, good. We have resolution. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yes. That makes sense. Um, and then... Um, back to our news cycle fear mongering. Oh my goodness. It's so bad in America. If you don't talk to your parents about them watching Fox News, who will? <laughs> it is, yeah, it's just be afraid of these people, be afraid of these things. They're coming for our jobs, they're coming for our money, they're coming for our everything. Like, yeah, it really it's is. So angry and Scared and yeah, like scared, threatened. Scared and angry is yeah. how I would sum it up. I don't feel like we need to be that defensive. <laughs> no. And but people love it and I understand why, because we also love we we love things that make us feel. That's and, why we dump millions into our defense budget and not education. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's but it is exciting. It's exciting, and it makes people feel things, mm-hmm. and it gives you that like emotional response that makes people want to do things or yeah. care about things. Just like murder mysteries are so hot. They've been hot. I'd totally go to a murder mystery. Yeah, but it's mystery. just like, it is a little scary. I mean, okay. maybe not as much as like watching a straight-up horror movie, but there is something about it that pulls on your emotions and your fears and yeah, draws you in. to be thrilled. Yeah, to be thrilled. Oh, and I think that's about all I got for culture. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot we could go into with different specific cultures and what they specifically are afraid of, but I think that's a little more research than I'm willing to put in. Sure, Suffice sure. to say, we all have fears that we have in common. We all have different fears. And then we all have different fears based on our age. Our culture. Based on our culture. Our upbringing. Upbringing. Our socioeconomic status. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't touch on it too much, but there is always the fear of, like you you mentioned it, not having enough. Yeah. Fear drives people to do crazy things, to rob and steal. And commit hate crimes. And commit hate crimes and... All yeah. sorts of stuff. Bad stuff. Oh. And I guess in some cases it can also drive you to do good stuff. If you're fearful of something and driving toward a change, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it for your cultural... Yeah, I guess I kind of skipped over like fear in art. Mm. But there's a lot of depictions of monsters or yeah, bad, bad things happening scenes. Yeah. I was reading... Um, well, I was having a book read to me today, uh-huh. and it was about um, Van Gogh and his big painting, Guernica, mm-hmm. and they started going into detail, detail. It was about the war that was going on uh-huh. and how impassioned 
uh, oh, no, not Van Gogh. Sorry. I'm the art teacher. Picasso. <laughs> not Van Gogh. It's, it's because okay. the Van Gogh exhibit is here and yeah. everyone keeps talking about it. And I Everyone keep... is talking about Van Gogh. But, but... no, Picasso. Oh, that big one with the weird cows and shit. Yes, yeah. that is depicting a war. Uh-huh. And so in, in this children's book, I guess it's not for like young, young children, but they started going into huh. too much detail about like, oh. and then there's a severed head, and then there's yeah, a there's dead like person faces lying in, in pain the and stuff. Yeah, there's a woman holding her dead baby, and I was like, oh, oh we're yeah. gonna skip over all this. Yeah, and so <laughs> definitely wow. big in the art world is fear, fear, war, crime, mm-hmm. poverty. Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, People love that. People. Yeah. Mask of the Red Death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen King. Ooh, yeah. Stephen King. And then all the fear-based movies and fear factor, fear mm. TV shows. Yes. People love it. Yeah. Survivor, even. People eat that up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's very strange I guess I understand because, like I said, it's a strong emotion and people want to feel. And so that's why we love things that are, you know, we're not going to watch things that are, like, mild. We want things that are either, like, super powerful and emotional or super happy and feel good or super scary and make you afraid of what's (laughs) going to happen next or whatever. Have you noticed that? I don't know. You haven't spent a lot of time around, like, young, young children, but, like, little kids TV shows you know it's for like little little kids when it's like there's no conflict there's nothing to be like distressed about i guess I'm, not because disney it always shocked yeah. me that disney always has a death yeah it always but has a death are, or like the main character starts out with like dead parents yeah or the person dies in the first like five minutes that's like mm-hmm. every disney movie and i've always thought that was shocking but i mean past a certain age you have to have that that's part of life mm-hmm yeah so, I don't know. if you're going to screen everything from your kids, you're going to have your hands full. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, yeah, I mean, we need some level of, you know, um, a problem, a trouble mm-hmm. to be interested. Yeah, we do. It's true. And so the fear mongering is bad. Yes. It's, it's stretching the truth to garner a reaction from people that's unwarranted. But sometimes we have to fear monger about things that are actually bad and scary to then elicit change. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, one thing we didn't touch on uh, that we both have kind of talked about in the past is fear in dreamland and mm-hmm. having nightmares and night terrors and sleep paralysis those are all universally fearful events mm-hmm. and you see it in all the art the shadow demons we talked about the shadow demons mm-hmm. back in our dreams episode and it's if you've seen it you've seen it's it. one of those deep down fears that most people have just like being afraid of the animals yeah. or the monsters or whatever like but it's also it's tied out. to yeah. um a shared experience between yeah. humans because humans because oftentimes we, yeah. see these shadow demons when we sleep when we're experiencing sleep paralysis and we need to attribute it to something in our brains like uh, this is a monster yeah and it's real upsetting. It's more upsetting than just knowing that we're paralyzed because we're asleep halfway. 
So there's that one as well. So yeah, we have universally shared experience fears mm-hmm. and fear is something everyone uh, everyone experiences despite yeah. if you, you're a 16 year old boy and you say you don't you do we know we know you do yeah everyone's been afraid everyone is afraid of something whether it's your anxieties whether it's your phobias whether it's mm-hmm. the the way things are going in the world Yeah, whether it's, like, on an individual level or a societal or, like, how you're being perceived. Maybe you're afraid of things happening to you. Maybe you're afraid of things that are happening around you. Things being out of your control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder... I feel like a lot of people in the generation older than us and even older would be more afraid of like terrorist attacks because I like I remember 9/11 but I don't remember it enough to be like afraid yeah. that day of what was going on I was or, too young for that but I'm yeah. sure yeah the generation above us were freaked out by it and I know people before then like you were saying with the bomb shelters and uh-huh. the, like we have lockdown drills now and I feel like that's comparable yeah but instead of it being bombs we're afraid of people getting in the school and shooting, shooting. yeah so Shootings. but yeah w- when you do all those drills and you're like here's your face mask for when the bomb drops like Ooh, crowds how afraid are you of like mass shootings or being like out in public and something bad happening I'm not that afraid but it has crossed my mind yeah a well, few I mean, times in a big public high school for years yeah the lockdown drills did make me feel pretty safe there was only one Hmm. real lockdown drill and i was a little scared there for a little bit but i was like chances are this isn't real and it it wasn't it was you know them being gonna come of it yeah. yeah them being extra cautious yeah i will say the lockdown drills are good because you are prepared for whatever may happen yeah if something comes up because something will probably come up at some point yeah, I don't know. I I got really stressed out about them when I was doing them at the preschool. Oh, yeah. Like, getting the babies to hide in the cubbies behind the desk and, like, be quiet. Yeah. Was upsetting. And it's like, you know, obviously a thing you have to do, a necessary evil. But I was, like, you know, upset that we even had to do that and go through that and upset them. And Yeah, but, whenever we had our real lockdown that happened definitely a lot of people ended up crying <laughs> yeah a lot of people were genuinely well, it's upset a very real thing that can happen and it happens a lot mm-hmm. and it's happened you know <sighs> well happens, so fears they yeah. can they're all over the place it's i think actually most of my like actual fears are being in like crowds or being in places where something's you know, something bad is happening on, like, a large scale that I can't control. Like, I don't think a lot about, you know, a shooter getting into a place that I'm at, but I also, like, I haven't gone to as many protests as I'd like to because I am so scared that someone will drive their truck into the crowd, which has happened a few times. I'm honestly surprised it doesn't happen more because it's like everyone has possession of this deadly weapon that's a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, we have plenty of big trucks too. So I'm not as afraid of that because I feel like 
I feel like I'd be fine. I feel like I could dodge. Like I know that's probably way. Yeah, I yeah. know that's probably not true. And in a situation like that, I'd in be a just like as, that. Yeah, like, just as, to say it's yeah. really like luck of the draw where you are. And but yeah, no, I've, I've only thought of it like once or twice ever. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't occur to me. No, that's what I'm afraid of. Oh, well, I'm afraid of whales. Is that a yep? No. And being disfigured or being paralyzed or yeah. having some bodily accident that ruins my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of my life being ruined. Yeah, as a result of something bad. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not afraid of, like, the actual events, like, because, like, a car crash or a, I don't know, explosion. But that would be temporary. <laughs> Yeah. That would be, I mean, I'm sure I'd be scared of it in the moment, but I'd like, well, I'm sure but, I could get over that. But if there were any long-term effects of... Yeah, long-term consequences. Of ru- yeah. Ruining my life. I need my life to be the way I envision it to be. Okay. I mean... Okay. I feel like I'm a fairly flexible just- person and I can adapt to some things, but there's some things. Like if I had chronic pain... Yeah. And what if, I don't know, some big incident happened and you were able to recover, but you had giant medical bills that wiped out all your savings and everything? Oh, that'd be such a bummer. That would suck. But it's not like something to be fearful of. Yeah. I don't think I'm afraid of being poor. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I definitely don't want to, but I don't think I'll ever I always be... feel like I'll be okay. Yeah, Even see, if I'm not, like, great. Yeah, see, that's that's where I'm at. So that doesn't terrify me. That seems like a situation I can be under control of, even yeah, no matter what. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to stick with whales. That's what I'm afraid of, guys. Okay. Well. Well. This has been... Generally specific topics between friends. Best friends. And yeah. You just heard us rant for hours about what we're afraid of. We're all done with fear now, I Mm -hmm. guess. So we're going to put that general topic to bed and pick a new one, which we may inform you of and come back at you in a couple weeks. Yes. And... Yeah, I mean, it's a little late now, but if you wanted to tell us what you're afraid yeah, of. now if you wanted to tell us what you're afraid of. <laughs> we could briefly go over it, I guess, whatever. <laughs> uh, but you can send those to gstbfbf at gmail.com. Or we're on Instagram at gstbfpod. All right. Yes. That's been our show. That's been our show. Don't be afraid of the things that go bump in the night. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Bye. Indeed it is. Hello? Hello? Are we here? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello?